What up, survivors? Welcome to D180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. Thanks for riding with us. I'm AJ. I'm Janae. And I'm Brittany. And we are jumping off the first movie in our theme from May, Call Me Maybe. So call me maybe. Before we move on, we have to introduce a very special guest. This person, I had the pleasure of meeting them on Clubhouse during the quarantine. Real cool horror fan. First of all, Lydis Hill got so many degrees I've lost count. Is an author is just a horror connoisseur. Please welcome to the park, a saver. Hey y'all, hey, 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 how y'all doing today? Okay, so um, like Ashley said, I am an admin on Afro Horror along with uh, my all, all my good friends. Um, so that and um, I am writing a uh, book of short uh, short horror stories right now. So hopefully that'll be out by uh, Halloween of this year. And then I'm writing um, another book, but that's not that's not related to horror. With uh, I'm co-authoring that with a friend of mine. It's uh, urban drama, but I got a lot of different stuff going on. So, but I'm super excited to be on the show and to be talking about the ring. Well, I'm excited to have you here. When we were younger, Urban Legends was a really, really popular thing. Not the movie Urban Legend, but Urban Legends in general, like Bloody Mary or The Man with the Hook. Has there ever been an Urban Legend that just really just bothered you or you would just say, mm, I don't know, it's something about this one that just don't sit right? So I used to watch, um, well, I used to read um, scary stories to tell in the dark all right. the time. And you know, if you're familiar with that book, like it has a bunch of like urban legends in there. Um, mm -hmm. So I am always very like scared about like urban legends that uh, involve bridges where you go over the bridge and you right. see the entity. So that has always kind of scared me and gotten me like all shook up because I'm from Alabama. So it's a lot of back roads. And mm -hmm. Bridges, Brittany knows about this because she lives in Mississippi, so she knows there's a lot of back roads and, and stuff like that. And with those back roads are a lot of bridges and shit. So, um, can I say shit? Hell yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I love when people ask. Like, can I say Hell yeah. I do it all the time. Uh, I, so, so, yeah. So, that, that actually really scares me so any urban legends that have to do with like driving at night and you seeing like a ghost walking on the side of the road or like on a bridge or something really gives me Ooh, a saber did y'all have the three-legged lady road too or that was just us so we i think we had a version of that so it was it was um so we did have a urban legend where they said they said that like you went down this road and like, if you went down at a certain time, it would split off into some into a different road. But you had to go down it in at a certain time. In the daytime, they don't. They, I mean, it's the earth. It's the legend of it, you know. So um, something like that, but not quite. But yes, I, yeah, some version of that, which are always very scary because anytime like the stories like translate across different states and countries mm -hmm. and stuff like that, it makes it even more scary. Right. It's like, well, how? 
how is this traveling or how is this like the same thing or similar to what my I story mean, even is even through like. generations they got to figure out how to make it work for the next set of kids we tell the story to so it scares them just as much as the first right. people that heard it one that used to always get me was holding your breath when you drive past a graveyard. I still do that. And there was even this movie that I watched. I can't remember. It's not called Don't Breathe. I can't remember what it's called, but I talk about it all the time. It's like a, a D Netflix movie, but it's really good. It has that concept and just seeing what happens when you don't hold your breath when you drive past a graveyard. I'm good on it. I'm real good. Y'all, I got one, but it's real fucked up. So, um, Coco, I know this one's going to bother you, so skip ahead like a minute, and I'm going to speak really, really fast. So, all right, y'all. Three, two, one. Here goes the, the story. So it was something along the lines of there was this person at home, and they had this dog. Yes, it's going there. Um, they had this dog, and there was a serial killer out or some shit like that, and they would always stick their hand under the bed to make sure the dog was there, and they would lick their <gasps> hand. Yeah, so you have heard of this one. Yeah, yeah but it's an urban the, legend. Yeah, yeah. At the they end of it, it a little bit. yeah, the dog was you know no longer with us. He had killed the dog, and he the person had been hiding under her bed and licking her hand repeatedly. So every time she stuck it for like that whole night, it wasn't her dog. But the first time and every other time after that, it was him. Shit fucks me up because y'all, if you do not know and have not heard me cussing out my beloved Maslow, I fucking love dogs. And that just fucking creeped me out because I'm like, now I got to constantly check, like, is this Maslow or is this a deranged serial killer under my bed trying to take me out? No. So the one that gets me is the one, I don't even know if this is an urban legend or not, but when they tell you not to flash, flash your headlights at other cars that don't have their headlights on. Oh, baby, no, that ain't going to work. That it ain't an urban urban. legend. That's just <laughs> game passed down. Okay, because that's real. So, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are jumping off our theme with The Ring from 2002. This one is a little it's a little strange because some people consider this movie to be the one, the catalyst that jumped off the horror remake era that was in the early 2000s. Even though we've talked about this in our spring on the remake theme, remakes been remaking since the 30s, okay? It's been a thing, but in this case this is the one that also jumped off the era of remakes for j-horror remakes but the thing about this one is they say is technically not a remake of the 1998 japanese horror film ringu but it's more like in the vein of it chapter one where it's a retelling of the novel version does that make sense they a motherfucking love because they got oh horror mommy in this bitch and she's always in fucking remakes so they need to lie to somebody the fuck else they not True. gonna disrespect Sadako like that not so at all for y'all who don't know who horror mommy is horror mommy is who we call naomi watts because yeah. in every damn movie she just i just feel we all feel like she's just someone's mom so if you ever hear it say horror mommy that's what we're talking about. Go ahead and say She is. Name. No, she is. I mean, <laughs> it, now that you say that, because she, she was in the, the Funny Games, which is another mm-hmm. reimagining. Even in um, Children of the Corn. Like, Children of the Corn, the same <laughs> thing. Maternal. So it's like, yeah, and it's all, they all like reimagining, like not remakes, but like kind of reboots, mm-hmm. reimaginings of them. So yeah, no, I agree with that. Oh, she is a remake mommy. She, she is. Oh, she She's about to be in Goodnight Mommy. She is. Yeah. 
Another mommy. We talked. Oh, yes. Um, well, if you need to catch the ring before we spoil it to smithereens, analyze it, all that, it's currently streaming on Netflix. I know they don't give nothing out for free, so y'all better catch it while it's here because they will snatch it. And on Pluto TV. I thought I saw it somewhere. And it's else. on Paramount Plus. There you go. I was about to holler that one out. I was like, too. I thought I saw it somewhere else. <laughs> but there you go. But with all that being said, let's go right ahead and get into. Park recommendations. So for park recommendations, I'm going to be very honest. I cheated, okay? I am going to recommend a movie that we've already covered. Janae's going to cringe, but she's also going to love it. If you like The Ring 2002, I think you should definitely give The Bad Seed 1956 a try. Because, oh, Rhoda, Rhoda, Rhoda. When I was rewatching this movie for the show and I was just seeing how bad Samara is, I was like, I wonder could she tussle with Rhoda, but I really don't know. Like, I want to see that fight. I really do. To watch something, anything. Watch the original. Watch Ringu. Go ahead and just just cut this off and go watch the original Can tell first. What this episode really? is going to be like already? Right, really. I I agree. I do agree. <laughs> I agree. Survivors, if you have any park recommendation that fits today's ride, just let us know on our Twitter or down in the DMs. So for me, this. Ooh, this movie, I, this is going to start an era. Anything in this, like, early 2000 eras, I'm going to have, like, the John Name My Mama story, but it's going to be me and my sister Adrienne's story. Um, my sister, she was younger, 20s, just got her first apartment. I don't think it was her first one, but she had an apartment. Y'all know who that is. And I would go over to her house on the weekends. Sometimes she would have to work during the day, so she would give me movies from Blockbuster or whatever. She got this one, but I watched this one with her, and I'm glad I did because I could just imagine if I was fucking by myself and watch this into no, 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 no. But I was shook when I first watched it. Watching it now, you know, different experience. We'll talk about it, but that was my first encounter. 2002 was the year that Christian was born, so I was definitely watching this movie with my mother. But honestly, when I watched this movie, the only thing I could think of is gonna die in seven days. It's all I can think about. So I'm sitting here watching a movie and just comparing it to Scary Movie because Scary Movie Terrible. is iconic. Terrible. <laughs> I mean, but I can't, I can't front because definitely Cindy. through some. TV's linking. Y'all, I just want to say this is my first watch. I'm bullshitting. Okay, y'all. Um, As my childhood is always full of horror movies, I can go ahead and tell you that my sperm donor or who is not effectively also known as my father, had this movie on DVD, and when he had custody of me during the summers, I somehow found it and was on this motherfucker like a bad habit. I kept watching it. I watched it behind the scenes. Um, I oh, so you've been it. a fan? Yes, the fuck I had. This was not when I was oh. an uncultured fan and hadn't known about the original that they ripped the fuck off. Um <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, I stayed on this movie. Um, I was alone, besides with my brothers. I probably shouldn't have been watching it, but I was affectionately watching horror movies with my grandmother on Sci-Fi Channel for many years prior to this. So, I mean, I was good. I was in the big leap before this. It was all right. It didn't really fucking bother me. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's how I got to this movie. I was on it hard. 
So I didn't watch this movie until, so it came out in 2002. I didn't go to the theaters and watch it, uh, watched it. I enlisted in the military in 2003. And so when I was on deployment, I watched it. I watched a slew of horror movies on deployment. So it was this, The Messengers, uh, like a whole bunch of them. So this was one of the ones I watched and, and, and I, <laughs> I watched. I watched on bootleg. So you know, <laughs> Wait, you see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel like I can't because I know when my sister would get those movies. Sometimes there was a mix of bootlegs, and some of them was blockbuster or family video. So that's why I'm like, yeah. girl, I'm right here right with you. Cause <laughs> yeah, I got them on the so we could buy the like the CDs from the DVDs <laughs> from the the Iraqi people that came and like. <laughs> That they so I used to buy a whole bunch of them. It was it was like Christmas because we didn't really have a lot of. That was how you kept the morale up. So you okay. like you good you buy a horror movies or whatever movies you want to buy, and then you go and watch them all. So yeah, no, that's one really thing good, for so. them to have movies for you, but it's another thing for them to actually have horror movies. Yeah, no, they had all all of the the stuff that drop all the new stuff that dropped. They would they would have that now the quality. That's to be seen. Like you hear people walking in and down. This is the most ghetto shit I've ever seen. <laughs> but it was cool. I mean, you know, it you just had to get what you want. It was and, right. and the quality was a little darker. Like you couldn't like because the movie's already dark. Like you know what I'm saying as far as the lighting goes. Right. So mm-hmm. Imagine the like imagine like the recording on top of the recording, so it's extra dark. So you're having to make out certain things. So what I'm a not going to lie, that was a time, if you wasn't alive for the bootleg video era, sorry about it, because it was Where true. the <laughs> niggas was walking through the video. Through the, because the thing the is, especially if you were watching a horror movie, bootlegs would add to the ambience of the movie. Because obviously the person is great. sitting in the theater. So you watching a horror movie, it's almost like you watching a found footage horror movie. Like, what? Oh, what the, what is happening here? Jeepers like, Creepers 2 was epic. I fucking love that shit and how grainy it was when another, you were watching it. Another bootleg that I watched, so yeah. And let yeah. me tell you, if you didn't watch See the Chucky on bootleg, I definitely watched that on, bootleg. on an experience. <laughs> that shit that was great. Uh, speaking of bootlegs, let's get into the behind the scenes of this movie, which it was no bootleg about this goddamn movie. Just let me explain. This one was directed by Gore Verbinski. A lot of people probably know him as the Pirates of the Caribbean guy. It was written by Koji Suzuki. This is who written the original novel that all of this is based off of. But... Most of the writing credit would go to Aaron Kruger, but I do gotta be a little shady because y'all know how I like to be. So this went into production without a completed script, okay? So Aaron was writing it, and some of y'all know y'all might, that Aaron Kruger name, y'all like, not Freddy Kruger, but it sounds familiar. But they had three drafts done, and then they had to bring in a whole nother writer. Scott Frank, he didn't get no writer credit for this. But that's when they actually put the film in motion when he came in for those rewrites. First play, I need to write him his coin. Don't do Scott like that. Anyway, our main cast, as we talked about and gushed about a few minutes ago, we have Naomi Watts as Rachel Keller. We have Martin Henderson as Noah Clay. Um, I just want to ask real quick, do y'all recognize him? Anybody? He was in Eggs. 
Well, who was he in X? X, yes. I haven't seen X. I haven't yet. seen it. I haven't 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 Damn, that motherfucker got old. We saw Shit. the chips. That was him. It ain't look good. <laughs> they did. Damn, he got old. Okay. But he does have nice he's, cheeks. He's also, if you've seen The Strangers Pray at Night, he's the father in that movie. Actually being a daddy. Look at that. Mm. That's a, that's great. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I did have... like X. Wait, you oh, did yeah. like it? Yeah, I liked X. Oh, of course okay. I liked X. Like you said, didn't. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Curveball. Hmm. We have David Dorfman as Aiden Keller, who's also obviously in the ring too, but some of you guys might recognize him from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Side note, I know the dude is creepy, but this dude is a real life genius in real life. Like went to college like at 13, 16, he's graduated, got degrees on degrees on degrees. Bless his heart. Cause Good night, Rachel. The shade of it all. Let's, let's, let's get through this because I just need to get to that because the shade of it all. Rachel, I'll let you Rachel, I'm sorry. All the shade just turns over. Mm. <laughs> Brian Cox as Richard Morgan, who's been literally in everything. But John A., I don't know if you recognize him from one of your new favorite movies, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. He's the daddy. He's the daddy. Did you did you like um, I love that movie? Did you like that movie? I did. I liked it. it. I liked it. <laughs> I love that movie. It's like one of my favorites. He's also the bus driver in Trick or Treat. I love oh. Trick or Treat, my baby Sam. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? And last we have DeVay Chase as Samara Morgan, who actually Almost didn't get this role because had she gotten the role as Sarah in the panic room with Homegirl, she would have been in that movie, but she didn't get it. And we all know who did get it. It was Kirsten Stewart. So there we go. Our last rounding out, like our extra characters, we have Shannon Cochran as Anna Morgan, Jane Alexander as Dr. Grassnake, Lindsay Frost as Ruth Embry, Amber Tamlin as Katie Embry, Rachel Bella as Becca, Sarah Rue as the babysitter and motherfucking Adam Brody as team number three. Well, he popped up. I said Adam Brody, but this is his second appearance in the park. If you didn't see his first arrival to the park, it was in our episode Jennifer's Body. Y'all, $48 million budget. What movie you know? That's a lot of fucking money for this movie. In 2002, $48 million. And it was worth it because it ended up getting like 239 point something million. I don't, it was a lot. It was a big ass fucking number. And for the longest time, this was the highest grossing remake. And can you guys, do you guys think you know what movie, what remake just knocked it out of this spot? Yeah. I'll give you a hint. Oh, shit. Damn. Good job. <laughs> You're smart. I love it. Correction. I'll float too. During initial screenings, VHS tapes were left on windshields of theater goers' seats and just random spots for people just to find the tapes. The tape had a label directing whoever to watch it to go to a website called www.anopenletter.com, 
which was um, supposedly written by a pedophile who had seen the tape and was now trying to warn others of his impending fate. Now, this is all an abandoned side plot. Like, a sable's looking like, wait a minute, what the hell? But this was all an abandoned side plot. So let me just give y'all the tea real quick. So when the movie, originally when the movie opened, y'all know Chris Cooper? Yes, him. He was actually in this movie. He was going to play a pedophile and Rachel being an investigative journalist, if that's the title, whatever it is, words. She was interviewing him and he was trying to, you know, convince to her that he was good. He's not like, you can live her. He ain't doing that no more. So at the end of the movie, spoiler alert for the ring, why are you here? But <laughs> spoiler alert, at the very end of the movie, when she has Aiden copy the tape, she was going to give the tape to him. And he was going to watch it. And that's how it was going to go for it. But they ended up cutting it because at test screenings, when people saw Chris Cooper in the beginning and didn't see him throughout the rest of the movie, people was like, well, where the fuck is Chris Cooper? What is he doing? He's not in the... Oh, he's just at the... Oh, okay. So they just took the whole side plot out. But I thought that was a pretty cool little subplot. But this movie is loaded and it's already like two hours. So things got to go. I mean, when you got to cut something, a pedophile is probably, I'm sorry, y'all, it's going to be a pedophile from now on. I have to say it like that. But a pedophile <laughs> is the best thing to cut when you when you just got to cut something with that enormous ass budget. So I don't know why the fuck they couldn't fit it in there in the first place. What would they, so I'm curious, do you know what they, um, because I'm just trying to think back now, it wasn't like they used a whole lot of location well mm -hmm. i guess i mean I, I'm, I'm just thinking like what 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 did they use 48 million the money go? a lot of money yeah i'm trying I to would, figure this out <laughs> i would think for cgi obviously that reveal with samara coming yeah, up that's TV, right for some, okay definitely yep. call some coin yep katie and yep. noah's bodies their prosthetics yeah um Okay. Na okay, so Naomi Watts, I don't, I cannot, I don't know the bag yet. I don't know the price. But at this time, she wasn't popping, popping yet. This is the movie that made no. her pop. So she wasn't yeah, getting a big, big bag. If anything, Brian Cox was getting a big bag. So that's yeah. no money. Well, I, okay, so the CGI, I, because I, I had forgot about the, yeah. the her coming at, but but it, that the CGI, but that's just one so, moment. Yeah, it was so good, but it was so yeah. good. I didn't even like mind the CGI, no. but it was it was so good. So yeah, okay, I can see where, but yeah, it was only one time. I mean, all the rest of the stuff was practical right. effects. Yeah, and that's what makes this movie different from a lot of other movies, and we could talk about it a little bit later. But it's not a lot of actual quote unquote scares. And when you do like so a lot of the scares repeat, we could get into it in just a second. If you want to know more about The Ring 2002, you can check the show notes down below, where I have put a little playlist together for you guys. Some of those things include some Patreon exclusives, so if you want to join our Patreon, you can also see below on details how to join me at. But without further ado, y'all ready to get into this q line? Yes, sir. I mean, yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> drive on, yes, Ashley. Drive on, yes, Ashley. Drive on. Oh wait, that's the wrong movie. That's two. Let's keep going. I, uh, I'm gonna talk about it later because that fucking pissed me off. I don't know if y'all heard Britney, but we'll talk about it later. Let's go to the queue line. Step in line. Your number is near. 
Follow the signs. Your time is here. So, survivors, I know y'all love seeing Johnny Trimble when I say I made up a game. <laughs> so, I made up a game, and she has disdain on her face. She's not impressed at all. So, Samara kills her victims by making them see wild images that they can't comprehend, but luckily, I cannot do that. So, for you guys here, I made up a game called Picture This, right? You'll have to name a horror movie villain based off of the clue that I give you. I'll give you one clue, and if you need another one, two is my max, and then we'll just go to the next one after that. You guys can work as a team, so everyone listening at home, you can just feel free to shout answers like we can hear you, and you know, I hope you get them right and you can let us know what your results were. Okay, are you guys ready? I'm ready. No. Picture this. Machete. Um, can I can we just shout the answer? Mm-hmm. You guys are working as a team. Oh. So if you machete. got the answer and y'all wanna be final, you can shout it out. Oh, I thought I had the answer. Now I don't have the answer anymore. You might? Is it the nigga from Camp Crystal Lake of Saber? Do you think that might be him? He not a nigga, sorry y'all. Is he that person who drowned? Oh, you talking about um, uh, from uh, what you call a camp? <laughs> or, or, yeah, or would it be the motherfucker? You talking about Jason or Jason? Is that your final answer? With, yeah, we're we going to go with Jason. It's Jason with his machete. We say, you say Crystal Lake. I can't remember exactly what weapon this, this nigga had for real life. I was like, does he, is it a machete? I think it's a machete, but maybe it's a knife. Because remember when he fucked up knife. Kelly Rowland with that damn machete? I do, I remember. That's why I was <laughs> like, that, bitch. I, when she said machete, I was like, oh, I know it. And then I was like, wait, maybe I don't know that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, literally don't. Literally just picture, picture machete and picture who would be holding the machete. Just see the image in your head. You ready for the next one? Picture this. Hook for a hand. Oh, they, they should uh, wait a second. They shouldn't have hit that nigga with the car. They should not have hit the nigga with that car and then left. I'm just saying, or threw his ass in the water. Whichever iteration you want. Hook for a hand. Okay, yeah. I think Janae got it. Sugar man. Oh, that would be correct. I saw I kind of confused you a little bit with that um, fisherman down there, Brittany. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that's exactly who I was thinking of. Yeah, the one from, yeah. This one you're going to really have to think, okay? Picture this. No one is there. Oh, a light My daddy? Um, What's her name? Oh, that's a good one. But no, it's not Diana. It's not Diana. Not that's Diana, a good one. Diana. No one is there. Wait, there. I kind of want to fight Johnny a little bit, but I'm a little, I'm a little cook because she's just not thinking. Yeah, I know no she's not thinking. No one is there. Where the fuck they at? No one is there. They're not there. Or so they my daddy. <laughs> They're not there. Wow. No one Brittany. is there. <laughs> wow, Brittany. <gasps> or are no they? One is, or are they? No one is there, are they? It's a horror villain. No one is there. Invisible Man? Ding, 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 ding. You think you're a favor? Ow. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm like. I didn't even. (laughs) You should have told me something about them little ass cameras he had all over him. 
Like, I wasn't yeah. thinking that to be a horror. Remember. I, yeah, well, me, Janae, me either. That's why I was like, wait, is an Invisible Man? But, okay, yeah. I mean, Remember, you Invisible Man is part of the... for a second clue. So if you need a second clue, <laughs> say second clue, and I'll give you the second clue. Janae, I was thinking Invisible Man, like the comic. <laughs> like, like, right, I'm like, the- I don't know. <laughs> this is horror, but okay. You don't think it The is, Invisible though. Man is it a is. horror movie? It is definitely a horror That's movie. That's a horror you know, movie. Covered it. That is, it is. a traumatic ass movie. It's it a horror movie. Horror. I ain't never. Wow. I ain't never, look, I ain't never. I ain't never been so scared to look at in one spot that wasn't okay. shit there. I love that life. use of dead space. <laughs> okay, picture this: four blades. Freddy Krueger. Um, um. Yeah, Freddy, yeah, Freddy Krueger. How the fuck did you figure that out? <laughs> because who has four? four blades for a hand? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know, but I was trying to be super vague, and I just wasn't expecting John Nader to just hit that right on the head so Girl, quick. Girl, I'll be winning. I mean, like, maybe that- after a second. But- <laughs> yeah. It ain't that many of them. It's not. It it's not. Because I didn't want to say around with four blades. everybody was <laughs> Nope. But yeah. I'm just, that's just iconic. I just. Iconic, nothing else to say. Picture this raincoat and an axe. Um, um, old dude from, um, from, uh, I know what you did last summer. Oh, no, 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 that's, I'm not, that's, the, I'm, that's not that right. old dude. <laughs> X, an axe with a raincoat. Dang, who is this person? A clear raincoat. And an axe. Oh, Psycho. American Psycho. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good job. That's what I was doing I've never seen that movie, so. What? You have to see American it. Oh, my Psycho. gosh. If you ever want to question movie. reality, that movie will just make you question just what the fuck is happening in the world because yeah. I thought I was going crazy. <laughs> it's the story of if Britney was a white man with a lot yeah. of money working on Wall Street, <laughs> that is who I would be. Mine is how sex workers, okay? Because I I would appreciate them more. I would just do office folks. All right. Picture this: blood, blood, blood. Harry. Yes, you okay, both. Okay. You're right. Good yes. job, Janae. You're good at this. See, I told Saturating you. Saturating her wedding dress. She said, "You you didn't want to say pig blood because I would have got it then." Yeah, I definitely would have got it if I said pig blood. Picture this: death traps. Oh, uh, saw. yeah, saw. Jigsaw. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, jigsaw. Yeah, trying to yeah. think of these folks' names. Yeah, I'll take that. Or like, you know, we black. I will take them. You know, sometimes we be like, y'all going to see Ghostface? I- I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm yeah, going to. Y'all going to see, see Ghostface? Picture this: balloons. Oh, it. it. You'll float too. Of course. Okay, now this one, this one a little deep cut, and I don't know if Johnny has seen this one, and it's okay. But I feel like somebody gonna really shout the answer and it's gonna kill me, but it, it's expected. Picture this hobbling. Oh, wow. 
Look, you know what? Let me let me go ahead and get that clue number two, Alex. Clue yeah, number please. two. Clue number two. Picture this. Ooh. I mean, I could do this one. I'll be nice and give three for this one. Picture this, Stephen King. Clue number one was hobbling. Oh, um, um, uh, uh, which, um, damn. Uh, it's okay if you don't know her name. Like, once I say the name, you'll know. Yeah, her name. I it's, uh, the bitch that was cutting off, and, and I forgot the name of the movie, too. Uh, what she do? Why I forgot. She's the one that cut the niggas' feet, feet off because he was the author. He, she was trying to get him right. Oh, book. she didn't. Oh, okay. Misery. Yes. Misery. There you go. I'm like, Brittany, you ain't seen that movie. I just knew when I said yeah. hobbling, your ass was going to sing. No, you could have told me, um, what the fuck does she call him? You dirty birdie or something. You would told me that yeah. shit, I would have, I'd have got that. I yeah. would have got that shit immediately. Her clue was cock a duty car. That was I would got it. <laughs> I knew John May hadn't seen that movie yet. I don't want to traumatize her with that yet, but I feel like she might like it. I don't know. You should. She should <laughs> like it. Kathy Bates is that motherfucker for that one. Kathy Bates is the yeah. She that bitch. Okay. You might Kathy. think you have to dig deep for this next one, but you really don't, I'm telling you. Picture this, blue jean overalls. Small blue jean overalls. It's John Oh, Cover. that's my nigga. Oh, Sharky. It's my nigga. Sharky. Yeah. Sharky. That's not a real answer, though. Same <laughs> no, my nigga answer. It's John because she really sat Sharky. here and, like, closed her eyes. Like, she lynched Shay in the country. <laughs> when you said small, when you said small. No, because I knew who it was, but I couldn't formulate the name. That's the body. Like, the body wasn't coming to you. Charles Lee you just Ray. Saw overalls. Charles Lee Ray. And our last one, and this is probably one of my top favorites. Picture this. A big lollipop. Y'all just said his name like some minutes ago. Oh, it's my nigga Sam. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Oh, Sam. Okay. Yeah, little a little bit of Sam with his little okay. lollipop. He was ready to bite that bitch off and fuck you up with that shake of a lollipop. I want one. They sell them really bad. No, they I want them. one. I want the one he got. The one that really... Oh, weapon? Well, no, not not just a regular. This is baby. This is plastic, baby. This ain't orange. This is pink. Survivors, let us know what your results were on Twitter or down in our DMs. But without further ado, we are gonna go right ahead and get into 2002's The Ring.
Okay, I don't know which trailer you all watched. I watched the trailer. I right, I watched two, but I watched the original trailer that was just the tape and then didn't say nothing else. Like it was just the tape and it cut off. And I remember this when I was a child. And I didn't remember it until I watched it. But the other trailer, it was fine. I thought it did a good job of really hiding the whole Samara story. Like you've seen her for like maybe two shots in the trailer, but you had no idea none of that was even going on. I thought this was just going to be a spooky kid mom type, spooky tape type movie. I don't know what I thought, but I didn't think none of that was going to happen. I watched the tape one too. I like it. I had the horse almost ran the bitch over. Really didn't tell much. I watched the other trailer, the longer theatrical The theatrical, one. I did too. <laughs> yeah, and I probably would have never watched this movie based off the trailer. I agree. <laughs> I agree. That trailer. First of all, I forget how these older trailers are until like I watched the trailer again mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, they used to like do things like uh, dark in the night. <laughs> you know, used to do stuff like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like now we don't get those trailers. We just get parts of the movie. It's, it, there's no voiceover of like the, the, the man in the background. It's like, are you ready for a ride? Dave McCray you know, like talking they, in the background. Yeah, yeah. So, it, so when I watched the theatrical version, I was like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. But I agree with Janae. Like, I wouldn't have watched the movie if I would have watched the trailer because the trailer was like, ah, it was blah. It was, I would say it's, it was scary. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know mm-hmm. what it was about. But because I, they didn't give me enough, I probably wouldn't have even watched it because it was just like, ah. So, I'm wondering, because yeah. I know it was a few, and I'm wondering, did I see the same one? But I just know the one I saw didn't give too much about Samara and that whole side. It told everything about Rachel, Noah, Aiden. I don't even know if I saw Katie. I had to see. I had to look at it again. But we could go right ahead and get into it. Katie and her friend Becca are having a sleepover at Katie's. Becca brings up the story of a supposedly cursed videotape. Anyone who watches the tape gets a mysterious phone call and then they die in seven days. Katie reveals that she watched the tape about a week ago and goes on to act as if she's dying, but she's only pranking her friend. The phone rings, startling the girls, but it's only Katie's mom. And after talking to her mother, the TV in the living room cuts on the static and white noise. Thinking it's Becca trying to get back at her for earlier, she realizes Becca isn't in the room and the remote is out in the open. So couldn't be Becca. Turning the TV off, she leaves, but it turns on by itself again. Getting more and more anxious, Katie pulls the plug on the TV, but as the screen goes black, a shadow moves, shaking her even more. Katie goes upstairs, seeing water coming from her bedroom door, opens the door, and begins to scream as we see a whale on the TV, along with flashing images ending with a flash of the ring as Katie is killed. AKA one of the top horror opening scenes in history. Let's talk about it. No, absolutely not. I remember, first of all, first of all, every time I see this, I think a scary movie and they have the pillow fight and fucking going. (laughs) I could not get through this movie without thinking of scary movie. 
Thanks. I see what type of show this is going to be for Janae. I see what type, well, we already, Brittany already been showing her ass, but Janae, I see you over here. And that's how you know this shit is a remake because Ringu opened that same fucking way. <coughs> sorry, y'all. Brittany. Um, I'm sorry. Brittany. Brittany. I'm sorry. You got to find your chill because just because a retelling, it opened the same way as it 1990. It chapter two didn't. It chapter two didn't. So they added to the story. It's a retelling. They're going to do something different with it. And if you want to be honest, even though I haven't seen Ringu, I've seen the opening scene of Ringu and that whole just looking shock up and black to white. No, it don't. It don't do it like this. This. Because that movie came out in the 90s, Ashley. We like the 90s. Don't make this, that argument. This is, no, come look, on, don't do this. Don't do this. this. Is, that's don't why this happened. We're not going to do this. No, no, we want to try with this. No, why don't this do happened. this argument. It was don't a 98. It was a 98 J horror. That's why that happened like that. All right. Okay. We. That's all. We're going to digress past this. Um. Also, this is why friendships don't fucking last because you don't play games with me like this. Not you, Ash. I'm talking about the other bitch. Who's talking <laughs> about? You didn't see the movie. You, you you ain't watched it and then she's just choking and shit. You know I was. Oh, see, I'm glad you brought that up though. I'm glad you brought that up though because here's the thing. She's playing, right? And it's kind of ties into something later. Cause when I watched for the podcast this time, I saw a lot of plot holes or just a lot of questions I had, right? So she's acting like she's scared, but then she's joking. But then the phone rings and Becca's like, oh shit, you really watched the tape, huh? Like this shit is real right so then becca's nowhere to be fucking found what the fuck was becca this whole time when she all of this happened she had the shit okay she was busy but then later on and i know i'm skipping ahead a little bit becca's in a mental institution because she's seen it like did she see katie like you know i just got questions like what she because everybody's like well becca saw the whole thing no the fuck she didn't she wasn't there well, Sable's used to me doing this when I just make up shit happen to the story. So let me just go ahead and put this in for you. So, all right, Becca was in the bathroom. That's why she left when the mom was on the phone and shit. She had to go shit. But after shit done went down and she don't cut the TV on off and them motherfucker don't play remote tag and shit with the remote and everything, she's still using it. But when she goes upstairs and see that the TV's leaking, um, that's when she realizes that she's done using the bathroom and she washes her hands and she comes out. And right in the moment when she opens the fucking door, Becca don't open the door to the bathroom. So she's standing off to the back watching what the fuck's happening. And that's why she traumatized. She watched that poor baby put herself into the closet and change her hair color because I could have thought her hair was blonde, but I could be confused because it showed her like in that flashback that she was black. But you know what? Trauma might change your hair color. I know it should turn into white like Marie Antoinette syndrome. So maybe oh, a bitch turned black. Yeah. But <laughs> that's what Becca was doing. Becca was standing off watching. She's seen the whole thing unfold. And I mean, me personally, I'll jump out the window and play hereditary on the ass. But she wanted to watch. That's all. That's what happened. <laughs> I'll I'll, t- I'll take that but I also want to bring up a few other things later on 10 p.m is the death time for all of these kids we gonna we it's gonna be a lot of jumping in this episode I'm just telling you now because I gotta get this off my chest Katie looked at the clock and it was 10 o'clock she didn't die at 10 so why do we make this such a big deal also you can't call time a death like that so I'm just like 
I know movies got a movie and I'm I'm flexible on some things, but I'm just like, you literally showed her looking at the clock at 10 o'clock when the TV first started fucking with her and cutting off and on. So she probably died like at 10.03, 10.04, something like that. You know what I'm saying? They just had to guesstimate. That was an approximate time of death. They want a legal document. It's going to stay forever. But you know, that's how that works. And then my last thing, I brought this up earlier, how this movie uh, configures scares. Did anybody else think when Katie was in the refrigerator and she slammed it back that it was going to be like a jump scare or something right there? I did. They and set they it up it, like it was. Um, and they do it twice. And both times yeah. it's never a jump scare, but they do it later on in the movie and we actually get a really good scare and we're not expecting it because they done did it so much throughout the movie without one. That when they yeah, do it, it's, it's kind of like the same um, build up that like uh, Spring Five did when um, Old Boy was in the when when uh, West was in the in the in the kitchen mm-hmm. preparing for his mom to get home and he kept closing the doors and it was like yeah what, oh like, yeah, yeah that does with them lemon squares it tastes like ass with them lemon screen yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now we meet Rachel Keller, a journalist picking up her eight-year-old son, Aiden, from school. She finds out from his teacher that he's been drawing disturbing pictures of his cousin Katie's mysterious death, which, uh, you know, she tries to dismiss it, but the thing about it is he drew these last week. Katie died three days ago, so, hmm. Later that night, Rachel tucks in Aiden as he tells her they don't have a lot of time. Thinking he's talking about her work-life balance, Aiden clarifies that he means before they died because Katie knew she was about to die. Let's rewind and talk about this introduction to Rachel. Girl, first of all, not the audacity of you being late picking up your child, but you're going to be on the phone cussing somebody out too. No, 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 <laughs> no, cussing her out and then, and then come in and sit on the damn table. I'm like, excuse me. The ma'am. power play, the power move. Like, it's a whole, first of all, don't be looking down on me when I'm trying to tell you shit about your kids. Right. You see me pull out this chair, have a seat. <laughs> I'm confused I'm like wait a minute what's happening here I'm like at first I thought like I was like is Rachel does Rachel work at the school too and like that's either they are colleagues or something because she just came in and like sat on the thing I'm like bitch sit down right have a sit seat down in the chair have a seat. chill but I do love because the teacher knew the teacher was like let me clear you real quick you trying to be dismissive about these drawings Aiden knows I'm here apparently not bitch you don't know something because he drew these a week ago They later attend her wake where Rachel finds out from her sister, Katie's mother, how she found her daughter's distorted corpse with a look of pure horror on her face and asks Rachel to investigate the strange circumstances in which Katie died. (laughs) That's a big ask, but you could do that because you ask questions, right? Sis, I know this is my niece. This is your daughter. That's a big ask. I don't. How am I even supposed to know where to start? I mean, we see movies got a movie. It is. It got figured out. But just imagine somebody asking you that. How am I even supposed to say yeah? Like, yeah, it is. It's a huge ask. That shouldn't have been an ask. In the wake, when uh, we already, when, what's their name? I was about to say Naomi. When Rachel and uh, little boy Aiden pull up, right? And they're walking in. We see it's like a real gloomy scene. And we hear some of the attendants is like, well, 
teens just don't die of strokes. Well, maybe if it was drugs. Well, I mean, why would they have a closed casket? It had to, you know, every, first of all, the audacity of y'all motherfuckers be whispering at the wake. This is what you do outside at the car. Like a few, like down the block. Yeah. You don't do that shit at the, have some decorum. Let's, mm. but then the ask, it was when Rachel turned to the dad and was like, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> how is he supposed to be doing? That's, that's like his baby just Rachel, died. R- Rachel is is clearly disconnected from she is clearly like disconnected from reality. It shows throughout the whole movie. She is clearly just not not there. Just which in is her why, own world. Which is why Aiden calls for Rachel Rachel. Because even like that yeah. you bring that up earlier when they're getting ready to go to the wake and she can't find her dress. This little boy done styled the whole damn outfit on the couch. And is doing like, his little suit and tie. I'm like, oh, okay, Aiden got it together. Like you can tell like this is normal for them. Like Aiden is so used to his mom not being there and like being like a staple or like a guide or whatever the fuck that he just is so it is. And I'm gonna need her to put on some clothes on her son. Okay, now I'm you just, know I'm not gonna hold you. My sister, just, she be walking around ass naked around her kids. And at first, I just thought it was because they were tiny little kids. But then they got older, and it was just like a whole nudist family type deal. And I was just like, y'all was all okay with this? So you know, at this point, I didn't get used to it. I'm like, you know, y'all in y'all house. So I, you I know what? Know. I appreciated the fact that she was she had some clothes on, but not that the many. Because I mean. She already ain't raising the motherfucker, but I would that's have for him to be no, raised to be an incel where he sees a fucking shoulder and loses his shit. Like if he sees no, a bare naked shoulder. So I appreciate true. the fact she at least desensitized him a little bit to nudity. <laughs> she at least did, you know, what is it? One sixteenth, one eighteenth, like what's let, yeah. like 0.5, 18th of her job. She did some right. of that at least. Right. Also, them people at that funeral had no cooth. That's all that no shit was. None. And the dad, I'd have slapped her. I'd have lost all my little comments, slapped her. Because one thing, you should never in your life tell me, ever, I'm going to go ahead and give y'all a hint, survivors. If it ever come out that somebody in my family has died, you should not ask me, how are you doing? Or tell me, God took them, God or whatever entity, you know, is the architect of your design took them for a reason i will that's the one no that's the one slap the the fuck out for either (laughs) one of those i'm like what the fuck do you mean no especially the people who be like well god likes babies too when you know people lose their young ones their young ones bitch fuck you this motherfucker just puts this motherfucker out and you talking about they god wants babies too you need to learn some goddamn manners Say something about what can I do for you? I hope you get what you need out the time. Google some answers if you don't know what the fuck to say. But don't say that. Which they do know. have them. They have them available. I have I have Googled this. <laughs> Google it. I promise you, when someone takes a break, all you can say is, I hope you get what you need from it. And, you know, personalize it a little bit better. And I promise you, they will thank you for that. Versus, are you okay? You tone deaf motherfucker. Okay, that was my rant. Sorry. <laughs> This is also where we get the iconic flashback to Katie's body in the closet. No, absolutely not. Brittany's trying to imitate Katie's face. 
oil. That poor and first of all, I want to point out that whoever did her body just didn't want to commit because all they had to do was snap that jaw back in place and they'd have been good. It ain't like she's alive anymore. <laughs> I like, like how everybody's doing their best impression of what Katie looked like in the closet. That poor girl, because here's the thing. I ain't say this earlier, but the Sailor Moon uniforms that they had on, it was super cute. It was giving Juban District. So she up in the closet like just fetal position with her mouth open. And all I could think about was that poor uniform. Cause I know that uniform cost a fucking pretty penny. Because Any of you um, parents out there that got y'all kids in an institution that y'all pay for, y'all know them uniforms is expensive. Okay. I'm like, dang, you didn't change your clothes when you came home. No, I'm just kidding. That's not important. I'm just making jokes. Sorry. Rachel learns about the cursed videotape from a few teens attending the wake. She also learns that Katie's little sneaky link died on the same night and the same time as her. She also finds out that the only witness to Katie's death, Becca, is now in a mental institution. During this, Aiden makes his way upstairs to Katie's room, eerily mirroring Katie's final moments. In her room, he also sees a figure on the TV. Rachel finds him in there telling him he shouldn't be in there, but then proceeds to be in there and touching shit. But she discovers a scrapbook of Katie's with cropped out pictures of people and their faces scratched out. She takes a photography pickup slip and goes home. <laughs> I almost put that whole sentence up, but we just gonna let it ride. First of all, Adam Brody. I know I said it earlier, but once again, when I seen him in the movie, I wasn't prepared because you see him off yonder and I was like, oh, that kid looks like Adam Brody. And then it cuts to the next scene and it was him. But these teens got loose lips. What teens y'all know is talking like this? None of them to adults. I don't know yeah. why she was trying to be Not, cool. Yeah. Right. Well, no, it was her trying to be cool with the joint for me. Me and my girlfriend used to go upstairs and get high. Like, yeah. bitch, you don't sit your ass down somewhere. You is not vibing with me. We not telling you shit. You are clearly an adult or an authoritative figure, and you know what that is? Snitching. So, you know, we're not going to do talk to you, so you can go on about your business. Go be an adult where's, somewhere else. Well, she got it twisted because Aiden calls her Rachel. She was like, I'm cool. I'm a hip mom. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. You know, it's, it's funny because we, we're not talking about Ring 2, but in Ring 2, she tries to act like no, you can call me mom. He's like, no, nah, I'll just call your ass Rachel. Okay. <laughs> no, nah, we cool. I'll call you Rachel. Because it just, I'm just like, first of all, y'all done told Rachel, but let's go over everything that the teens done spilled to Rachel as I've already summarized. Y'all done told her about the sneaky link that nobody knew about. Y'all done told them that they was up in these cabins. I guess that nobody again knew about. Y'all done told them about this tape again that nobody knew about. Um, I feel like it was something else, some more tea spilled. Oh, you you know what? I got you. They're just gonna drop that fucking bomb and she's gonna be calm, like, oh, not oh hell, like she just cut herself off. She got a boyfriend? Like, no, bitch, I would have set that bitch off. You're gonna be the authority, but never mind. This is Rachel we're talking about. Scratch that, go back. They're just gonna tell her, you know, her niece got a boyfriend and she just eh. what else happened? Like she's getting all I mean, you gotta be like that though. She's like got her investigator hat on, so you can't let on. Like throughout this entire movie, you see how Rachel is like low key good at her job. The things she's able to get out of all of these people that she's talking to, like 
it would come off like I can see how somebody would be like, damn, this bitch just be asking fucking questions as dumb as fuck. But no, in reality, like she know what she trying to get to and she asking the right questions to make these people give her the answers that she need. But I still think, like I said, these teens loose lips. I don't get it. I'm not I'm not about it because we just wasn't doing that. Oh, no, I, I don't think she's stupid. I just think she's a bad authoritative parental figure. That's all. That is all. Rachel. Good night, Rachel. The following morning, Rachel goes to pick up the photographs and discovers the faces are distorted in the most recent pictures. Doing a little research on Josh, Katie's sneaky link, she learns that he died after falling off the seventh floor balcony. The other two teens crashed into a tree and all of these incidents, including Katie's death, happened at 10 p.m. I like the scene how Katie's boss is trying to fire her and she's like, no. I got a good story. Bye. Leave. Thanks. In this scene, for my uh, stoner horror fans, there's a picture of Josh, and it just looks like Josh is just looking at a TV. But these teens, they were getting lit. Y'all know how it was when we were teenagers, and we was, you know, on some other shit. We was trying to be grown, and we was doing shit. Y'all know how it was. But uh, down below, I have a reel of deleted scenes, and it shows you more of the photos that they took over this weekend, these teens was wilding. So back to the picture of Josh looking at the TV. If you look on top of the TV, it's a huge pile of weed. I was like, is that what I think it is? But it looks like, I don't know. It looks like kelp from SpongeBob. It looks weird, but it's definitely weed. Cause in another picture, you see them rolling it up on the same trick. But anyway, I do want to bring up this one question. How do we feel about the teens who died in a car accident? Knowing what we know about Samara. And if you don't get what I'm asking, you can ask me and I will clarify. Must have been a fucked up trip to wherever they were going. (laughs) So what I'm asking is, what I'm asking is, think about it. From what we've seen, from what we've learned, not adding the second movie in rings just based off this movie we know that samara needs a tv to attack you right mm-hmm. and i already have an answer for this and i know Brittany's gonna say something as well but what happened to the teens in the car all right look what no so you got something first before i go because no i already know obviously you can say it's 2002 so obviously depending if they had those attachments in the car, then the screen. Yeah, was right. That's why I'm gonna say, or the the or the um the portable uh VCR because I had I oh used I did that. have one of those. That's what I watched. That's what I would watch the bootlegs on. Yeah, so the, the portable <laughs> the portable DVD player. Oh, so either that or the that. flip. Mm-hmm. Or the I flip down. Because I mean, a lot of people you, point that out. They say, well, how did those kids die? Because clearly they were in a car. But I, like we just yeah. talked about, I was always like, no, they probably had one of those like attachment thingies and she just came through the fucking screen in the car. <laughs> That's terrible. Portable. Yeah. I mean, I was, you, they didn't have smartphones. I mean, well, they did, but they weren't smart. No, they, they were still like, green and black. They, we, we didn't have them. They was flip phones. The screen was green yeah. and black or blue and black. And it had an antenna. And if you hit the internet button, bitch, you better click out 50 times before they charge your bill. Like, no. (laughs) Right, right, right. That's why I said they had a wild ass time. Because you know what it has to be like to be driving. That's why they had that car accident. To be driving and a bitch start crawling out of a portable DVD player. Like this motherfucker just 
Like, no. I'm sorry, I'm trying to crawl out. The thing out. is, it would be leaking first. So they probably was thinking like, because they're in Seattle. It's a lot of rain, right? They're in Seattle. It's a lot of rain. So they was probably like, well, dang, like, is it raining that hard? Like, what's going on? And then you just see somebody coming out the screen. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Rachel's investigation leads her to the cabin where Katie and the others watch the tape. Katie speaks with the owner who mentions that the teen stayed in cabin 12 and they did not pay. However, they did have complaints about the TV, which is why the cabins provide videos to watch. Katie notices a tape without a case and takes it. Um, how you know that was, I mean, not Katie, Rachel takes it, but Rachel, how you know this was the tape? From the vague ass description. I mean, but yeah, but it could have been any tape. How you know that was the tape? It was like, it was that one. Her journalist senses were tingling. That's how she knew. It was like, this tape is it. You know when you be playing with the uh, that little board you're not supposed to play with and it moves your fingers. The Ouija board. Exactly, because I forgot the name. Um, That's what the tape and the feedback did to her. She so was it like, was like cabin in the woods and it was like, take me. Exactly. They did some pheromones and everything with it. So she knew which one right. <laughs> As the sun sets on a red tree, illuminating the room in a little red vibe, Katie not Katie, why I keep saying Katie? Rachel watches the tape. The phone rings and Rachel hears a voice say, seven days. I know we've talked about this tape, but this tape, it's like when you watch it, you really sit there because we grew up with the internet for the most part. Our generation grew up with the internet. We had hella videos like this online that were just like, what the fuck videos or like creepy pastas that would have the disturbing images and stuff like that. And they would be like, if you don't share this in such and such days, they're going to be a girl standing at the foot of your bed. Bitch, I was sharing it. That's I why mean, we don't know that's the case with this yet. But what you say? That's why the protection turtle exists. You share the turtle to save you so nothing happens to you. I haven't heard of the protection turtle. Who's that? Maturing? From it? No, it's some little shit where it'd be like, this is the some turtle that you share under the motherfuckers so bad luck doesn't befall you. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, no, I know what you're talking about now. They always were sharing those. Like, it, it was terrible on MySpace. That's why MySpace I love turtles. is the worst offender of the chain letters and all that shit. Ugh, it was terrible. The next day, Thursday, Rachel calls Noah, a tech guy she knows, over to show him the video and ask for his assistance. She starts to explain to him what's happening by having him take pictures of her and they all appear to be blurry. He cuts to the chase inquiring about the tape, but Rachel doesn't want to show him, but he insists. As he watches, Rachel goes to her balcony. She on her views from the sick shit and she looks out into the other apartments and notices everyone is watching TV. Like literally everybody, nobody's reading a book. Like everybody's fucking watching TV. Noah interrupts her moment, but then they're both interrupted by a phone call. Rachel, knowing what it is, ignores it. After Rachel has a you know me moment with Noah trying to make him see her point, he entertains it by asking her to make a copy, and she does. Let's talk about Noah. So this is our introduction to Noah. The very, very first time we see him is when Aiden is walking to school by himself. And just runs into Noah on the street. And they just look at each other. Ain't no words. Ain't no nothing. Just 
and move on. What are we supposed to make of this? I mean, uh, I just felt like it was the same weird vibe that Aiden has with Rachel. It's the same kind of weird. It's just the whole thing. Aiden is just a weird child. And Rachel is weird, Very too. fucking so, weird. Yeah, they, they are both weird as fuck. So I didn't really think nothing of it because I'm like, okay, this this weird-ass little boy running into... Yeah, just weird. Just the whole thing is weird. I like Noah's attitude after they watched the tape and Rachel's trying to, like, get him to understand. He's like, come on, we watched it. We're hanging, eating the damn apple. Like, he's not taking this serious at all until Rachel asks, like, do you take me for a fool? Like, am I ever gullible? Do I have, am I hype? Like, let's read between the lines here. Come on. Also, Samara, girl, you petty as fuck to leave messages on people's voicemails. Sadako. <laughs> she is petty for leaving for a life. And then my thing is like, so if I don't get the message, do this still count? Like, is it still? Is yeah, it yeah, it doesn't mean it like, it's, 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 is it kind of like if I don't sign for a package that like I right like yeah like, like I did this this message never got delivered to me so is this ass whooping for me or not like you know hmm. what what is it called um Cinder didn't require a signature so all she had to do was do her part and leave the message that's on you if you listen to it or not you still gonna fucking die in seven days either be confused about it or be informed she did her job it was Rachel deleting it for me <laughs> just oh there we go act like that didn't happen almost like when you used to get in trouble and back in the old days for our younger listeners um when we cut up in school they used to call our house and we used to time the call so we can answer the phone or we can like try to divert the message but that's how that felt when she deleted it like oh no that was never a thing Rachel goes to the audiovisual research room at work to copy the tape but Noah questions if it's a copy he goes on to explain that tapes provide a control track that lets you know where it came from, but this tape doesn't have one. So it's like, it just dropped out of thin air. Analyzing the tape, they figure out the screen has been stretched, meaning there's more to see in the frame. Getting a bit aggressive, Rachel fights with Noah to edge the screen, ripping and breaking the device as Beth, Noah's assistant, comes in. Rachel low-key storms out, reading Noah as she descends down the elevator shaft. This is this is my friend Rachel Keller. She's a, she's a journalist. Bitch, a friend, nigga. We got a whole child, a friend. Yeah, I know. Right? I know. I'm like a friend. This is my this is my my friend. She's doing research for this thing. I'm like, you should come watch oh, it. Really? What? No, get the fuck. And then she was like, Beth came in. I prefer partner in crime. And then kissed yeah, him on the yeah. cheek. Yeah. I said, you doing a lot. Okay, Abby from NCIS. Okay. Okay. Oh. oh. NCIS. Okay. Yeah. It's the TV show. Who's Abby? Look, I don't watch that either. So I was like, this had <laughs> oh Donna, my this gosh. How we be feeling. This how we be feeling when we drop references. She's a forensic scientist. <laughs> um, okay. Did she like Dexter? No, it's the whole like uh, it's a whole show series. where they like do yeah. like crime stuff. It's like mm-hmm. CSI. Yeah, okay, it's I, like I got that. you. I'm, I'm with y'all. <laughs> but for the Navy. 
This is also where Rachel, when she walks out of Noah's swanky loft apartment, whatever it is, she notices a ladder that looks just like the one that she's seen in that video. And she's just like, um, okay, shit's starting to get weird. On Saturday, Rachel visits Becca in the mental hospital. And when Rachel asks her what happened, Becca answers, she will show you and reminds Rachel that she has four days left. Okay, time out. First of all, I do like how Becca had to be escorted in behind a scrim because she's so fucking terrified of TVs. But again, you weren't in the room. So why are you scared of TVs? You wasn't in the room. Yes, yeah, she but was. None of the TVs. Maybe she had. just maybe she just afraid of the like kind of the thing like it the I mean Lord. she knew the yeah she knew the the situation so I mean maybe maybe she got I'll take PTSD that. I'll from take that. that she but heard also, the static in the bathroom also no no that that's a BS excuse also how you know she got four days how you know Rachel watched the tape why would this so Samara sending didn't. you messages too so Samara is Annabelle and she the hero the bullshit okay yeah, okay. she got some IMs. You got me. Samara is leaving voice messages. Samara is uh, get, leaving she leave all the messages. <laughs> yeah, she leaving bitch. direct messages to your brain. Bitch that she couldn't check since she didn't take my call that I'm coming for that ass in four days. <laughs> and see, and this is my other thing. Okay, I'll hold it. I'm, somebody remind me when... Noah goes, somebody remind me to just say it, okay? Here we go. Rachel decides to try and edge the video to see, you know, if she can see what's on it, and she discovers a lighthouse. Trying to print the image, the TV shuts off, causing Rachel to just start pressing buttons and shit. And as time... This time, a fly from inside the tape manages to leave the TV screen. Um, no. As soon as I didn't, I know this damn fly was not on the screen. There was no fly in the room because I would have clocked it because I always do. No. And the nosebleed. And also that lady, she was like, so what are we watching? And she was like, well, I'd rather watch it by myself. She probably thought she was watching like some home videos or something. She had a fly. I know it's exactly what you thought. She's like, <laughs> oh, well, ah, oh, well, uh, okay. Well, why you want to be by yourself? Like. Speaking of, there's a there's a deleted scene where Noah stops by looking for the tape and the babysitter has Aiden and Noah's like, do you mind if I check Rachel's room? It's like a homemade tape. It's probably not out here. And the babysitter was like, you want to go on Rachel's room and look for a homemade tape? Mm. Okay. And then she just started giggling to herself. I'm like, why did they cut that? But I don't know where it was supposed to go, but it was funny. <laughs> On Monday, Noah is finally getting the picture when he notices his reflection is blurred on a con- shit. Well, on Monday, Noah is finally getting the picture when he notices his reflection is blurred on a convenience store camera after the cashier creeps him out claiming he's going to die. Rachel returns home where Sarah, the babysitter I was just talking about, had been watching Aiden. She calls Ruthie to ask if she'll watch Aiden for two days, but um, Ruthie is a little doubtful. Obviously, Ra- Rachel, time and place, girl. Why would you ask your sister to watch your son for two days? No, no, girl. 
However, Rachel begins to choke as she pulls a long cord with the EEG attached out of her throat. She then goes to check on Aiden, but Cindy, this bitch is messing up my floor. Rachel reaches out to the girl, but the girl lifts her head up and grabs her, Rachel, waking Rachel out of her nightmare. Um, that cashier, you, what, girl, I don't think nobody has any type of cooth in this movie. You're gonna die. Why? You're gonna die. And then she she says it, and then she's like, oh, from the cigarette. <laughs> right. And it's like, I get it. I get it. I get it. Because anytime I see somebody with a cigarette, I'm just like, but girl, let that man mind his business. You man your business and worry about the person you was talking about that was out or switched to nicotine or whatever the fuck they did. Like, girl. <sighs> yeah. Oh, so this little nightmare, I do like how this is done because I wasn't expecting this whole little thing to be a nightmare at all. I thought this was real rap. Like Rachel walked in there and Samara was just leaking on the floor, like just there. I was like, oh shit, well, where Aiden go? What's going on? What's happening? But as soon as she wakes up, hearing the TV on, Rachel is horrified to discover that her son has watched the tape. The tape finishes and an arm reaches out the well and this shit ain't happened before. The phone rings and a panicked Rachel screams into the phone, but it's only Noah who is trying to tell her he believes her. And after taking hella photos of himself, they all look like Snapchat filters, which makes it even deeper when Rachel tells him that his son has watched the tape revealing Noah is Aiden's father. Dun, dun, dun. I was so about to hit that, but then I'm, um, I'm sorry, y'all. I have to be immoral at least once. I wanted to hit he take pictures of his dick and was it blurred too it's just a face Brittany girl now you clearly seen in all them videos that they showed people it was just their face that's every a day that's every a head day, too. you walk further and further away from God so you gonna tell me that's not a head bad bro okay nope nope no 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 anyway throughout this movie you see flashes of the ring. It's almost like if you're familiar with the exorcist throughout that movie, you see flashes of Zuzu just there. One that I clocked in this scene when Rachel reaches for Sarah and we think it's like a little jump scare, but it's not. A ring flashes right on Sarah. And I was wondering, did she watch the video? Cause the TV had white noise on it. And I was like, well, why would the TV be fucking doing that? But obviously Aiden was watching tapes or whatever, but. I like how they, well, in the American version, we have an actual ring. I know in the original version, it has nothing to do with none of what we talking about over here, but I do like how they keep the ring lingering <laughs> around the entire movie. It has everything to do about what we're talking about over here. But we're gonna we gonna keep on going. I'm gonna let it go. You just told me to separate the two, and I separate the two, and you bitching about it. What do you want me to do, Brittany? You know, I don't I know. literally just sat here and separated the two. What do you want me to do? I don't know. I'm a confusing person. Okay, damn. <laughs> also, when Rachel, I didn't say this earlier, but when Rachel pulled that EEG out of her throat, I this happens in Raw. If you, anybody has seen the movie Raw 2016, this also happens to a character in that movie. And it was, you know, it was, it made you feel away 
this one i almost damn near wretched and but like it just no the sounds that she's making like i just oh no it wasn't working out for you girl Moving on to Tuesday, Noah and Aiden have a moment as Rachel searches Katie's journal again before dropping Aiden off. I like how <laughs> Noah was like, you want me around more? Aiden was like, no. Noah was like, damn, bust my bubble real quick. Oops, I'm sorry. I get it, Noah. I understand. Also, I- Noah, I don't like his, I don't like his logic though. Like, you don't want to be a dad because your dad sucked. So you thought the best thing was just to not be around your son. I get his logic. I totally get it completely. Understand. He was just like mine. Daddy wasn't there to change my underwear. Oh, my gosh. What is that? I'm sorry. Austin Powers. Okay. Daddy wasn't there to take me to the fair to change my underwear. Daddy wasn't there. This is where Aiden uses his little word. That's a conundrum. And Noah, like Noah, looks at him like, "Hey, that's a cool little dude." And I'm like, "See, you missing out." This nigga should have said, "I don't know what that means." This sign can't stop me. I can't read. (laughs) I don't know how cool he would have thought he was if you know if he would have just actually been around him because he's a weird, a weird little boy. That little boy would he have turned out that way though? Hell yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, Because both Rachel and Noah, they strange too. (laughs) Very strange. Speaking of Rachel and Noah, they travel together with Rachel going to Moesco Island and Noah going to the hospital to learn more about Anna Morgan. On the ferry, Rachel thinks that she's a damn Disney princess, but is humble real fucking quick when she agitates a horse who ends up breaking out of his cage and jumping ship. Let's talk about this scene. Rachel, girl, why are you touching the horse? What even made you go touch the horse? I ain't touching a motherfucking horse. First of all, they will bite you. Found that out. I've never been bitten by a horse. I've just been informed that they will bite you hard. I'm not petting shit that ain't mine. My theory is that the horse sensed the curse because we learned that Samara drove the horses crazy. And now that Rachel is cursed, I feel like she kind of has like a almost on some like drag me to hell type shit. When people had a curse on them, like certain people can like see that they marked or whatever i feel like the horse since that shit was like nah bitch you got the devil in you and no we not what is that horrible ass movie where the motherfucker is a photographer and he always had that neck pain because that spoiler that bitch was sitting on his shoulders like holding on the entire movie shutter shutter was the movie um that's exactly how that was for her that's how sadako was Rachel. Stop calling her Sadako. This is Samara. They both start with Stop an it. S. Stop S-A, it. If we're going to be honest. No, 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 no. <laughs> also, when the people, like, when the horse got loose and all the people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. What was, what was the ink? Like, what did y'all, did y'all really think y'all was going to wrangle this horse? What, where was we going with this? Because, no. Oh, everybody was just literally like running football plays all through that level. And then when the horse jumps off, I felt so bad. You heard every knock on the way down. 
and along the side of the boat. <laughs> you think that shit funny? Wow, you are really a strange. It's it's woman. terrible. It is fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm not laughing about the horse dying because that is sad. It's just the fact that they did the sound effect for all of it, and then we seen the horse's eyes as it fucked up and found out as it took off the boat when its little head, when its little legs went like this and it went down. I'm, I'm just saying that that shit when you take it out of context and the fact that a horse is dropping to his death and never going to live is hilarious the ring flashes over the screen again and rachel ends up at the morgan house and finds richard morgan who refuses to talk about the video or his daughter that he does or doesn't have as a matter of fact as soon as he sees the tape he questions if it's the only one and doesn't even want to watch it Rachel tries to bring up his daughter, and like I said, Richard denies having one and goes on to slight Rachel for being intrusive. She calls Aiden and questions him about the picture that he drew for her earlier, and he tells her she told him to draw it and doesn't like it up there in the dark place because the horses keep her awake at night, but now she's in a dark place. Um, time out and rewind. Rachel, baby, you ain't see that hook in Richard's hand? Soon as Richard pick up that little fisherman or sugar man hook, whoever you want to call it, I would have stopped asking questions. Brittany, this is also what I was talking about earlier when I was saying that she's showing her investigative journalist side because she knew exactly what to ask him. Like she already knew she did all that research or she started doing the research. She knew about Anna Morgan. She knew there was somebody named Samara. Like she knew this stuff and she's trying to pry and get him to ask questions. And she's like, okay, nah, it's something going on here. You see what I'm saying? Meanwhile, Noah uses his wits about him to break into the archives room to learn more about Anna. As he reads about Anna, his nose begins to bleed, leading him to find some x-ray photos and a reference to a tape SM0015, but the video is missing. According to the records, Richard Morgan was the last person to have the tape. A local doctor, Dr. Gasnick, tells Rachel that Anna could not carry a baby and instead adopted a child named Samara. Dr. Grasnick recounts that Anna soon complained about gruesome visions that only happened when Samara was around. So both were sent to a mental institution. First of all, as soon as Rachel brought up the girl's name, the doctor knew. Like, it was the first initial look. Like, she was just like, this bitch back again? Like, fuck, I thought we got over this shit. Like, mm. But once again, Rachel is prying, trying to figure shit out, trying to get all this information on her side. Rachel sneaks back to the Morgan house where she discovers a box containing the missing video. She watches it and sees where, you know, paranormal activity got their inspo from. As she finishes her watch, she's popped upside the head by Richard, who claims that she and her son will die and there's nothing that they can do. He then commits suicide in front of Rachel by using an elaborate electric contraption, even adding a metal horse gate to his head as he slides down in a water-filled bathtub. When Rachel watches uh, SM0015, and here Samara explain her case and we see the pictures that Noah just had and she's explaining like, I don't create these pictures. I just see them and then they just are. And I do wanna hurt people and I'm sorry. It's not gonna stop like. Look, I, I wanna add before I begin my rant. If you're in need of help, please call the Suicide Prevention Hotline. 
three, two, one. Okay, now, now that I've got that serious note out, let's just go ahead and say that motherfucker was determined to take himself the fuck on out. He had it all down. A lot, a lot of electronics, way too much. He was making sure he was going to fucking leave. Now that he knew his daughter was around the way and wreaking fucking havoc, he was like, you know what? I'm going to check myself the fuck on out. So let me get all these electronics. Let me get this horse bit to make sure that, you know, I just, and then just go shock myself straight to shit. See you all in the next lifetime. If that's what happens, if I win the religion lottery, I'm out. It was a lot of electronics. It was quite a bit. Noah has great timing. I just want to know how to, did you just manage to get there as soon as this guy just decided he was about to slide into this bathtub and Rachel is freaking out. But skipping back a little bit, the Richard jump scare while she's watching the tape, that's the one that gets you because they kept playing with you all movie, like I said, with your refrigerator scare. And then it's a few other scares where you think something is going to be there and it's not. And then you see Richard, but the thing that I love about this scare is that there's no music. Like he's just there and the light just shows him that's it. Rachel and Noah go to the barn and discover the attic where Samara was kept by her. There's an image of a tree near a cabin burned into the wall that the two uncover behind some weird wallpaper. After seeing the tree, Rachel realizes where it is, and it leads them to return to the cabin and discover that it was built on top of the well. Rachel falls in and finds Samara's skeleton as Noah rushes away for help. The lid of the well begins to close as Rachel has a vision which reveals Anna suffocated Samara and pushed her into a well. However, Samara didn't die from suffocation and survived in the well for seven days. So real quick, did anybody ever question like why Noah was just so quick to fuck up that cabin when they had no answers left? Yeah, I didn't know what he, maybe, and I, I kind of came to the conclusion that he was just kind of grasping at straws. Like it was his last effort to kind of do something as a man. Right. And, <laughs> it was yeah. a lot of anger. I mean, it's a lot of like testosterone going on there. So yeah, his last effort to do this stuff. So that's kind of what I chopped it up as. Do you guys remember the owner from a little towards the beginning of the movie? So apparently he had watched the tape. This is why the tape was there. And in a deleted scene, Noah finds him dead in a canoe. Now, here's my thing. Rachel, as an investigative journalist, one, how the fuck did you jump to Supernatural so quick? Two, when I went, even though she's right, she's right. She did her job, so I can't knock her there. But I would have been like, as soon as I went to the cabin and this dude talked about these teens ain't pay and it's this videotape. And then the deleted scene, like he kind of like eggs her to the tape, but we don't see that. We just see her looking at the tape. I would be like, this nigga in here killing kids. We calling the cops. Like, we know we got to get your ass out. What's on this tape? Because why the fuck? No, 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 no. What the fuck you got going on here? What type of operation is this? But... That's not the case at all. But what happened was he had watched the tape and he's dead. And the sign, if you look, when they go back to the cabin, 
the sign says closed on top of the cabins, whatever the name of it is. And that's why, because he was dead. But that's why Noah tears up the cabin because who's gonna check him, boo? Noah informs Rachel that the time that she should have been killed has passed, causing Rachel to believe that setting Samara free from the well broke the curse. When Rachel informs Aiden that they will no longer be troubled by Samara, he is horrified and tells his mother that Samara never sleeps. They were not supposed to help Samara just as his nose begins to bleed. Rachel realizes Noah will be the next to die and turns into a speed fucking racer on the way to his apartment. While she does, Noah's television switches on and Samara climbs out of the fucking TV. Rachel, this is how I know, and I'm not knocking moms because I know some people just really don't know this for real, for real. Rachel, when somebody has a nosebleed, baby, put their head down, not back. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, how are they going to taste his blood? Like, I just see Aiden just <laughs> holding his little head back. I was like, that poor child. I know he just got all the, like, copper taste in his mouth. Poor thing. I can tell you, little Brittany, love the fuck out of this scene when this bitch took that wet-ass hand and went. I was like, get him, bitch. I'm sorry. I've been rooting for people to die for a long time. Um, It was great. The great movie hadn't done anything like this. Like, all the scares we have been getting in this movie have been very minimal if anything, the movie just rides on mood and atmosphere of being creepy. This is the first time where they actually like showed us some shit and it didn't disappoint at all. The slight bluish hue that this whole movie has had the entire time paid the fuck off for this one scene only. Cause you was probably watching like, why the fuck is this movie blue like this? And then when that shit happened, you were like, yep. y'all did that shit. Y'all you know all did about the, them blue hue movies. The blue hues and the 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 off sounding the sounds that were just irregular throughout the whole movie. It just yeah yeah this so yeah no and and the fact that when she came out the when she came out the TV and then she stood there and then the the wet hair where you get the reveal of her face mm-hmm. that that was. I loved it because like I said earlier like we had not the movie had not given us any of this we were not like oh this how Samara get down we didn't know this bitch was gonna come out this tv nobody ever said that was in the contract that's we didn't see that happen to Katie like what the hell and then also Samara once again girl you a fool why you be posing niggas after you kill them like I just want to see an edit of Samara posing these niggas because Katie I can buy Katie backing up into the closet and that's what Samara got her. I can buy that. But when we see Noah, he's on the ground. But when Rachel finds her and finds her, finds him in this next scene, he's in the chair posted. Candid camera. She really wanted to have greater effect and he wasn't giving her what he needed to give. So she had to go ahead and do a little assist, supernaturally move his ass to the chair. That way Rachel could understand this is not a game. I ain't gone, bitch. That's all. Mm-mm. I also, it's just crazy to me this whole scene because when Rachel finds Noah's body, she's holding Aiden's bloody nose tissue the entire time. Like, this is how tense this was. Like, she couldn't even think to put a bloody tissue down. She was holding this while she was speed racing through them streets all the way to see Noah dead then walks out and sees beth about to go in the apartment and don't say shit 
I said, damn, but I don't know if I would either. She goes home and burns the original tape and she recalls the footage of Samara in the mental hospital and realizes that Samara was truly evil, like Aiden was saying. Rachel wonders why she didn't die like the others. And that's when she remembers she made a copy. I know we didn't talk about that earlier, but when Richard Morgan asked her, like, is that the only tape? She was like, I made a copy. Ugh, for some reason, the way she said that, it just ugh, it fucking killed me. But anyway, this is what I wanted to mention earlier. So she realizes she made a copy, right? And that's why she didn't get killed. So you mean to tell me technically when she showed Noah the videotape, she was safe, right? Yeah. So why the fuck was all the weird shit still happening to her throughout the entire movie? If she I was think, safe and she wasn't even going to die. No, but I think that it was just a message. It was Samara's like kind of, because Samara's evil. So I think yeah. it was just Samara's way of kind of being like, you may not die, but I'm still about to torment you. So I can get um, with that. I can get with that. Yeah, but I was just at, really wondering. Yeah. I was like, oh, so shit, wait. So you just did, first of all, well, not that you did all this for nothing because you still needed to figure it out so you could save your son at the end of the day. But I was like, I don't understand why you had to go through that whole throat gag because she wasn't even, that wasn't even meant for you. So I think it's a two-pronged thing. First, like I said, I said the bitch is evil. Two, the motherfucker knows that she don't ensnare the right person so that way it doesn't just die out because she don't kill everybody up until this point that don't watch the, the tape no one else has um redistributed her film except this bitch so if you keep fucking with her she's gonna keep trying to uncover the secret and know that you know something's going on something's amiss you know she's gonna poke at that journalist spirit and use it against her so it's evil working to further distribute itself at blockbuster that's all it was great. Good on her part. Sadako really did her good job right there. Girl, stop calling her Sadako. That's disrespectful because it's like literally not her name at all. Oh, like I know. You're, you're being disrespectful to Sadako by calling Sadako Samara. No, I'm just paying respect to her because that's where it came from and they didn't want to give her the, the flowers she was due. But why would they get licensing? They can't use the same name. You got to cut. And also her name is Samara because the red tree that was in the movie, the fruit was called Samara's and they would attract the horses. So they named their daughter after the fruit, Samara's. And that's why Autumn Horses fucking died too. Could be. It could be a link, but I'm just She didn't like horses. She didn't like them at all. You got to appreciate the creativity that went into this. I would be more upset if they did go with Sadako and then it was a crappy movie. Then I could see why you would be talking shit, but I don't understand why you got this heat right now. I, You know what? Let me just be honest. I would appreciate it more if they would admit what the fuck it is instead of lying to themselves like I do on a regular basis about what y'all call my shopping addiction. That's why I have a problem with this. Just like I don't have a shopping addiction, they don't have a sequel. That's all. That's all this is. One last thing before we wrap this up. When Rachel throws the tape into the fire, I'm like, I know this damn tape is not screaming. I'm dead. The shit was really screaming and it looked like it had a mouth the whole time. It, I it, it, was, it was screaming. It was like, ah. 
like, wow. <laughs> I was like, Samara was like, no, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. She realizes the only way to escape the curse and save Aiden is to have him copy the tape and show it to someone else, thereby continuing the cycle of death intended by Samara. And that was the ring. Long story short, pass that shit on. You get that chain letter, send it. Protection Your turtle. auntie on Facebook that keep fucking sending you chain letters and all that shit, send it. Truth or dare. Right. <laughs> I have a question to ask you. It Truth follows. Dare. Oh my God, that movie actually did bother me for some reason. Mostly because, you know, y'all know I be doing the nasty. So I can't. I can't help it. Don't roll your eyes at me. Ratings. This movie got a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 3.3 out of 5 on Letterboxd, and 78% of Google users liked this movie. Brittany, you go first. Okay, y'all. I won't bullshit you. I'm going to rate this from the perspective of little Brittany, not the Brittany that you all know and love. Little Britney says that she's going to give this film. No, be honest. Be real. Don't know. Go no, I have to because I'm nostalgic up. about this film. I can't. Okay, I have to and let, I, that you can say that. That's fine. We'll take that. We'll take I have that. to let little Britney accept and say what she wants to say about the film. And I have to be her voice. And so little Britney said that this film gets 80 tickets because it was a good ass film. The blue was great. Folks was dying. An ain't shit daddy didn't make it, even though he tried to come back in the end and be a okay daddy talking about you want me around. No, bitch, you wasn't there. Um, that's why you died. And at the end of the day, the mama got to be a petty bitch. She got to let this motherfucker find out that that her nigga was dead. Cause you know, she was just a friend. I have to say, that deserves 80 tickets. Okay, so I am going to say 85 tickets, um, like five more than Britney, um, for all the reasons that she said. I think it was a, I thought it was a great film. It, it was very nostalgic for me to watch it again. Um, I did like, and even though it had CGI, I wasn't offended by it. It was very, it was, um, actually, I was, I was very impressed by the cgi because you know back then like they were just kind of perfecting the cgi it seems like the cgi Mm -hmm. these days be really heavy-handed with it and that's why i don't like it because it's really 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 computerized where i would think that my expectations of the computerization of the cgi would be a lot heavier back in the day than it is now but it did they did a good job in this so um, and it had one plot, one storyline. Really great about that. You always get punched from me on that. And so, yeah, I thought it was a great movie. So, eighty-five tickets. I mean, great watch again. Um, great rewatch. Yeah, I just watched The Ring Two a few weeks ago. So I did too. I watched mm-hmm. it. It just happened to be on, and I caught it. And I, it just, yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I am giving this movie um, 60 tickets. I could not get past scary movie. <laughs> I really couldn't. I tried so hard. I could not get past scary movie. Um, even though I did watch it as a child, watching it as an adult, 
it seemed like I was watching a whole different movie. And then again, I just kept comparing it to Scary Movie. I could not, in my brain, separate the two. And it was long. So yeah, 60 tickets. For me, I definitely enjoyed this rewatch. This movie, in my opinion, I could see why people speak about it the way they do, because it's definitely innovative. It gave us something new, especially to come out in 2002. Do you know what the fuck we was getting in the early 2000s, the early, early 2000s? It wasn't this. Um, as the Saber said, I think the CGI looks really good. Tomorrow looks good coming out of the TV. But um, just what I like about this movie is it's one of those things where the scare is in the mood and atmosphere and it's also in the text like reading between the lines and different things like that so I can understand why for some people it might not be their jam the filter is is something then it didn't bother me but watching it now I, huh it feels sick but that's the whole point it was supposed to make you feel sick disease and decrepit so I guess that was job well done so I'm going to give this one 80 tickets to round it out. Let's go right ahead and head into the 